0: CHAPTER ONE THE TRUE LIES In the afternoon the rooks came as surely as guardians. In Mr. Pownell's classroom the windows were arranged in a puzzle of rectangles. At first Grace had tipped and arranged them in her head but then gradually her gaze had been drawn to the far side of the playground to where the privet crushed itself desperately against the chain-link fence. A harsh wind whiplashed the plane trees by the prefab garages. Grace watched the rooks ride it, and with a shift of wings, drop into the topmost branches. Yesterday there had been seven, today there were nine, one for each of her birthdays. She had felt there was some charm in that, as if the rooks belonged to her, or better still, she belonged to them as if, somehow, she might hurtle out through the doors at the home-time bell and, instead of having to push and bash her way through the gates, racing Jonathan, she could soar upwards on wings. She had seen those wings close to only a few weeks ago. The rook lay dead by a puddle in the dirt lane that ran between school and the large higgledy-piggledy house opposite. Jonathan had picked it up by the gunmetal grey sword of its beak, and as the light caught the feathers, they were not black at all, but purple-green, blue-black, red-bronze. These colours, metallic and fabulous, were never to be found among the felt tips in her pencil case. Then, of course, somebody's mother had been disgusted and shooed them on their way. Yes, Grace could soar if she were purple-green-blue-black. Up, over the railings, she could rise above the flat roofs of the infant block and skim over the middle playground. The rush of air would feel good against her face like driving with the car window down. Rooks had thin, wiry legs that folded neatly, whereas her legs might just dangle heavy and in the way because she couldn't bend them upwards like... "'Not listening to one word!' Mr. Pownall's fire-engine voice crash-landed her into the branches of the trees. He was as tall as a tower, and his shirt hung from his shoulders as if they were as insubstantial as a coat hanger. His trousers flapped, too, as if there were no legs inside them, and his hands were so fleshless they looked like Halloween skeleton hands wearing skin gloves. A tiny, bubbled sphere of spit gathered in the corner of his mouth. Grace's heart lurched, and it didn't settle when she realised he was not shouting at her.